girlfriends. Welcome to Girlfriends Chat with Angela Jordan Perry. And I have our special guest today. She and I had a wonderful, amazing interview on season two, episode five. So you need to go check that out. This is Shekinah McKinstry. Say hi, Shekinah. Hi. <laughs> so listen, on uh, the interview, and again, I encourage you all to go and listen to that. And I just shared with Shekinah that I am so, so, so just amazed and just overjoyed that the new generation of younger, you know, younger homeschooling moms and dads are coming up and such a Shekinah with such wisdom and insights and just a different thought process in homeschooling then when I started I was just I just didn't know and I and I was you know just figuring it out as I went along and I'm sure you know each of us in our own way would feel like our journey is not the best and we didn't do the best but being a veteran homeschooler 19 years and looking at this mama who is homeschooling living in Morocco and that's what's the cool thing about her interview uh, not only in her wisdom but she's they uprooted their family have uprooted from out of America and their world schooling in Morocco, Africa. But just to hear her insights and wisdom was just warming, very warming to my heart. So Shekinah, again, I just give you kudos, yay, uh, mad applause for where you are and your mindset in this journey. So excellent, excellent job, Mama. Thank you. <laughs> You are welcome. You're welcome. Just keep it up. Keep growing. Keep being eccentric and keep being your own unique self. Your kids will not, not, not be harmed by it at all. I can tell you that. But um, in our interview, one of the things that you that stood out to me that I would love for you to expound on is this idea. This is what you quote. I'm quoting you. You said, um, teach the child how they need to be taught and not how you want to teach them. And that is a big, 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 um, what's the word? A, a big, I don't know the right word to say. That's a big, um, <laughs> can you think my brain is going, but that's a, a great responsibility and a great insight and um, very poignant point of view to have as it relates to homeschooling. First, I want to know, what was it that made you come to this realization that I need to teach my child or my children how they need to be taught, not how I want to teach them? And then, you know, what, what brought you to that thought process and how do you even do that? What does that really look like practically? Can you speak to that, Shekinah? Uh, yes. I, okay, I first came to that realization when nothing that I was trying to do worked. <laughs> it wasn't working. Um, when I say it didn't work, it wasn't as seamless and as effortless as I thought um, my message should be. I realized that I was becoming frustrated that things the uh our son wasn't learning how i thought he should it's it's kind of like um when you you know how people talk about love languages and mm -hmm. stuff like that you, know, you have to know the person's love language 
Well, I, I think I just, I'm going to coin a new term, a child's learning language. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, children have a learning language and they're, they're all, each child, uh, we all have, you know, innate needs and that's core to our human self, you know, that have to be met. But children are so different. And I think um, we end up trying to do the same thing, you know, that public schools do mm-hmm. with this one size fit, fits all, you know, it kind of translates over into uh, teaching at home. And we can get upset when our pride and our ego is assaulted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> When everything that we're trying to do as parents is not working and we think, oh, the child is the problem. This child can't learn. This child doesn't want to learn. Mm -hmm. Um, It's always focused on the child, um, that the child has a problem or a disability or a deficit. You know, all these labels come in. (laughs) But nobody reflects back. And so that's what I had to start doing. I had to start self-reflecting because I said at the end of the day if our children don't learn it's still going to reflect negatively (laughs) back on us either way (laughs) you know we don't have any school teachers to blame we can't say oh it's that teacher no I'm like I'm the teacher so I'm one who has to take the responsibility here so having that um, our oldest child being you know so unique in his in his um, ways that he needed to learn, it stretched me to um, be more humble and um, open to you know change and adapt and um, not just try to impose um, how what what I thought. So I, I really didn't have a choice. It was kind of like, okay, if you want this child to learn. You just have to do it. Like all of the ego, all of the pride, all of the my way or the highway, it just has to go out of the window if you want to teach this child. (laughs) And so I just had to, um, that became the most important thing and not just the way um, that I want it to be. Um, I think that answers the first half of, your question. Because so I think you asked me how did I even come to that realization? Exactly. What Was it something that was, you know, just jumped out, happened? What happened that made you realize, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it just, it just got to be too, too challenging, too much of a power struggle, too mm-hmm. much. Um, it was just like, there were no, it, nobody was winning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, and it was taking the joy out of even being at home. Wow. It was taking the joy out of it. And um, I had to take responsibility as the parent because children can't really set the tone. They just go with whatever is going on around them. They adapt. Right. I'm like, I have to get the joy back into our home. (laughs) I have to, it was, the joy was gone. That's what triggered it. (laughs) I gotcha. I gotcha. 
and you know the other thing even um with myself being a homeschool mom now for 19 years i will say uh there are some children because your your tendency is to teach in the way that you yourself learn or in the way that you're going to model what you always know and have seen and been a part of and so i was a product of public school and so that's what i knew how to do for the most part and there are some children you know even out of my eight children and you have your three but even out of my eight children there are some who learn in that traditional way and they're like, okay, mommy, give me the book. Boom, 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 get it done. All right, I'm going to do this work page. Boom, 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 I got it. Okay, you want me to, I mean, and so I had many of my children out of the eight who learned that way. But the tricky thing I think is what you're saying, and you, your first just happened to be the one who's like, nope, that is, I'm not being in that type of box. Heck, nope, that's not how I'm doing it. That's how, how I learned. Your first one was like that. Well, my first one was very, I mean, she was a feet, a girl, and she was just like, okay, mommy, book, yes, whatever you want. She just went with the flow, easy to teach. Then my son came along and he's like, uh, this don't seem exciting. And I need, so I had to figure out a different way. Well, I didn't know that I needed to figure out a different way to teach him. That was my beginning stage. So I was not as savvy and smart and intelligent wise as you were at the beginning. I tried to keep shoving him into this mold. Now you got to do it this way. You got to school it this way. So I didn't know that I should really be trying to focus in on his learning style. So there are going to be some of our children who would go with the traditional way. And, but we got to be what you said get rid of our ego, open our eyes, you know, get rid of the pride and be willing to say, hey, my way is not working with this kid right here. I need to change it. I mean, so you you think that's a true assessment? Is there a different learning style between your, your eight-year-old and your five-year-old? Is the five-year-old, you said he was very easygoing in our interview. You said he's very easygoing and laid back. Is he one that's going to be more able to go in a traditional way and like that structure versus your older one who don't like that structure in traditional way? What do you think? Um, I, I think so. I think so. Um, even I've I seen it even from the beginning <laughs> that they're um, polar opposites. Um, but um, I, I don't even think still though, I, I probably won't even still force, force it, but I can tell that the five-year-old is going to be the one. That's just what he's going to want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's just the way that he's going to govern himself. Um, I think you also asked me, what did, what did it look like, you know, teaching, teaching a child the way that they need to learn? Yes. Yes. Um, and like I said, it really wasn't even until this last year that it started to make sense that, um, the, the biggest thing that I needed to focus on was their confidence, his confidence. Um, because when he's confident, you can't, you can't tell them anything. They're just gonna take off, (laughs) take off with it. And so, um, you know, I was thinking about how all of that time I spent exasperating him, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to make him learn stuff. And it just, it wasn't sticking. So I, had to study 
study him, <laughs> his yeah. personality, yeah. his quirks, his uh, triggers, even how long he can pay attention to something, you know, when he taps out in his mind, yeah. you know, all of these things that contribute to how he uh, takes in information yeah. and, um, you know, uh, you know how they have like the different terms like, uh, what what is it like the kinesthetic learners, the, yeah. you know, I had to read. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. I had to see, okay, now when I did this that day, he doesn't remember. But when I did a flip, when I said, <laughs> <laughs> he remembers, you know, because it was the wild flip that stuck out in his mind with the Got information it. attached to it. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, whatever I had to do and I have to do to um, make him remember things, um, I just do it. Even if it feels like this is ridiculous or this is really silly, you know, versus trying to label him as not uh, a good learner or he can't uh grasp these things you just uh i think i think every child is a good learner yeah i don't think everybody is a good teacher mm. you know and <laughs> that's the truth you know we just have to know how to teach them and we just have to know how to teach them even if it requires doing a flip so they can <laughs> remember whatever it is but that takes time um paying attention to our children and um really really knowing them and not just pulling uh more resources offline and trying to you know make them feel you just have to really really study your children our yeah. children becomes our subjects <laughs> yes, yes such <laughs> nuggets Shekinah gosh you just blowing away I got a perfect quote. I can't wait to, um, I'm going to quote you on that and it's going to be a meme. I just can't wait. I cannot wait to do it. I'm going to do that. Um, such wisdom. And that is such a, a good points that she has shared girlfriends. And I, what I hope from this chat that we've had together about this subject that you would now go back and reflect upon even the small little time that we've had together to discuss the subject of teaching your children in the way they need to be taught and not just how we want to teach them, that you reflect, number one, it'd be freeing, and number two, that you would do your due diligence to become the best teacher you can be, because like she kind of said, children are already good learners. It's just us who are not always the best teachers, and so we need to yeah. become better teachers and do our part and what that looks like for each child. Those who would go with the traditional way, like I had some children who needed structure. When I tried to unschool them, they were like, mommy, I can't do this. No, I need some structure. They needed the baby to go from this thing to the next thing and just progressively go with that flow. And so I had to, to you know, to understand that, okay, everyone can't be a blanket unschooler. Some kids need some traditional books in their life to keep them feel like they're on a pace. And I had several kids who were like that. We just got to know, like she kind of said so very clearly, that uh, our job is to uh, allow our kids to become our subjects <laughs> so that we can learn 
them so that we can best teach them. So well said, Shekinah. Thank you so much for this girlfriend chat. And girlfriends, go on over to episode two, uh, excuse me, season two, episode five to see here the full, the full, full, full interview with Shekinah. I am sure it is going to encourage you bless you and give you a lot of insights and um, encouragement for your journey. So thanks for joining me on Girlfriends Chat. This is time where we just get together and chat on some homeschooling topics or focuses from our interview uh, with my interviewee. Okay, until next time, take care, peace, and take care in Morocco, Africa, Shekinah. Thank you so much for joining and all the best on your journey there. Thank you.